There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. It is a beautiful day today. Is it January? Is it June, July? I, I, I don't know. Goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, they said in the last stage, you wouldn't be able to tell the seasons, and, and we're in that time uh, right now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's something that uh, is confusing to me because uh, I had on flip-flops today and, and really was ready to put on shorts and uh, came back in the house and this evening, I am just about to freeze, freeze to death out, out, out here. So I tell you, it's something else, but we thank God for this day. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm so glad today I have a guest with me today. Sheena Holbrooks is with us today and she's gonna talk about her book today, Divine Positioning for a Powerful Purpose. Hello, Sheena, how are you? I am good. How are you tonight? Standing on top with all things under my feet, my sister. You, you've you written a very exhilarating book here. I've, I've, I've had an opportunity to look over some uh, look over some of your, your, your notes about your book. And uh, I just want to really get into talking about this book. I don't even think we got enough time for everything that you have here. So <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about your book. First of all, uh, share with uh, share with us a, a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind, Sheena. Well, like you said, my name is Sheena Holbrooks. I am a mom of three wonderful kids, one who has special needs, which is actually how I met your friend Tasha. Um, our kids do the same horse therapy program. Um, I received a bachelor's degree in 2015 in business and project management. And about a year ago, I married an amazing man named Tim. He has been my absolute biggest champion and supporter through these past few years, and I couldn't have done this without him for sure. Well, congratulations then on on your on your marriage, and and I always say, you know, uh, knowing Tasha and I have uh, my my son-in-law, excuse me, my uh, godson uh, is a super kid as well. I call them my super kids. So. Yes. And a, a mom of a super kid, so that means you're a super mom as well. So, <laughs> hey man, phenomenal, phenomenal kids, and and uh, uh, truly uh, a blessing that God has placed in all of our lives, uh, especially in this season. We we need uh, 
more pure spirits. I, 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 I had a sister, my sister died in 2017. She was mentally handicapped and, and never had any animus against anyone, never had any hatred against anybody, loved everybody. And, and so our super kids are just like that as well. They are. They are very, very special kids, and they will teach us to see the world from a completely different view if we listen to them. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, let's talk about this book, young lady. You have written. You, you, how old are you anyway? I know you're not supposed. To, well, let me back up. <laughs> Stop and not ask. It's okay. I don't mind. I'm 34 years old. <laughs> Byron says a smart man. Uh, knows when a woman's birthday is and knows not to ask her name. So I consider myself a smart man. So let me back up on that. I was asking that because your book um, has so much wisdom in it. It has so much wisdom in it. And, it, and, it, and I feel there's some experience, uh, some exponential things you've gone through to kind of help you with this book and, and help you to get through. And, and now that I know you're a mom of a super child, I know that kind of helps you as well. So, yeah. so I mean, what, what was, what was, uh, uh, tell us what is this book about and, and share with us uh, if I'm going to read your book what, what do you want me to walk away with well so as I prayed about what I should write about um, God revealed to me kind of a familiar theme through Sunday sermons and my children's Sunday school lessons uh, he showed me that almost all these uh, sermons and lessons were about men of the Bible and it made me wonder how many untold stories of the women they were and as I started to do the research on these women, it really inspired and excited me. And I knew at that point, this is the direction that God wanted me to go. Um, I wrote about some of the bad girls too, because don't get me wrong, we can learn from their mistakes as well. But God really had to break me down before I was ready to write this. I've known my entire life I was supposed to write, but God kept it hidden from me and he would tell me not yet. And honestly, if I knew what I was gonna have to go through to get to that point, I would have done everything in my power to avoid it because it would have terrified me. Got you, got you. Well, well, the, well, just just the the uh, title of your book uh, shares with us where uh, I, I guess the, the 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 overarching theme of your book is yes. purpose, and and I believe we all have a purpose because uh, that that's in the 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 title of your book. So share with us a little bit about. Um, what do you think about people and their purpose, and especially these ladies that you've written about in the Bible? So let's back up. Guys, we're going to take you guys out for just a moment. You know, we know it's a patriarchal, <laughs> patriarchal system, some, <laughs> some powerful women that are in the Bible, and you share their purposes. So let's, let's talk about that for just a moment. Um, okay. So I actually listened to your position, your, 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 excuse me, I'm sorry, your position, your purpose, um, podcast that you just did the night before and in it you had said nothing is going to cancel the assignment God has on your life and that is so important for people to know and especially women because you know I feel like a lot of women feel left behind more often because we become consumed with taking care of our homes and our families and which is of course our first priority but it can tend to make us feel forgotten or lonely Um, and that's that's kind of a point where I was at but after researching these women and seeing what they went through and what they accomplished really showed me that I was exactly where God wanted me to fulfill my purpose and it really gave me the drive I needed to keep pressing forward and that right there is exactly what I want to convey to the women that are reading this book if we're following God praying trying to put him first in all things he 
truly becomes the wind be- that guides our sails. Uh-huh. You got the spirit rising in me. I <laughs> good stuff. Praise God. Wonderful, wonderful. And and the the women that you're writing about, um, I, I you know, uh, some of the names that you had, uh, they they broke some conventional norms, didn't they? They sure did. Um, a lot of these women I had honestly never even heard of. We have Rizpa and Jay Hoshiba and Jockbed, um, Orpa. Sapphira, these are all women that I had never even heard of before I wrote this. And I mean, I'm just kind of, I sit here and I'm like, why have I never heard these stories before? Like they're fascinating and truly show like an unparalleled level of bravery. Um, Like JL, for example, she was one of my favorite um, women that I wrote about. She this girl was able to win a major battle for the Israelites and she was no more than an average woman with no special talents or, or skills. All she had was some milk, a hammer, and a tent peg. But that's all she needed to take down the leader of the Canaanite army. Her normalcy was actually her gift. She was unexpected. If she had been trained to be a soldier, if she had a sword or was wearing the confidence that she possessed inside on her sleeve, the leader of the army may not have let down his guard around here, and he definitely wouldn't have fallen asleep in her presence. She was a warrior without the appearance of such. You know, God can use all of us, even if we don't appear to have special talents, we just need to be willing. But it it gets back to what you just said, uh, Sheena, is that God has created each of us for, for, for a divine purpose. Yes. I want to make sure we understand that word divine means heavenly. It means celestial's power. He's created each of us for divine purpose. And as you say with Jael, somebody that was was considered common, uh, yet and still she brought down a king in a kingdom, didn't she? Yes, that's exactly right. You know, I don't think she expected women to be talking about her, you know, centuries later or to be inspiring us today. But her faithfulness, um, you know, it helped her fulfill her purpose in life and just bring down this entire army. Amen. Amen. And there are other ladies uh, such as Joanna with Jesus at the, at the well, Mary Magdalene. Uh, uh, just share with us some other ladies that, that, um, that, that in your research um, that you... Uh, that are in your book that you see that bravery in them and how they they challenge those cultural norms because it was not right for Jesus to even talk with the woman that was at the well was it no it wasn't and that is something I really like to um, showcase when I talk about the woman at the well you know Jesus broke cultural norms Um, he didn't follow society's norms for you know anything really he just wanted to love people and he wanted to bring out the best in people. So when he was even talking to the woman at the well, even his disciples were like, uh, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> we can't be seen talking to this woman out here. Um, but one, one thing that's really fascinating about the woman at the well is nobody liked her in town. They all talked about her. She had five husbands. She was living unwed with a sixth man. She went th- to the well in the middle of the day to avoid seen anybody else like nobody liked her at all right right. and um but after she talked to jesus 
she went into town and told everybody what was going on and that they needed to come listen to this man. And in order for them, and they listened to her. Like these people who 20, 30 minutes later couldn't stand her were like, wow, you know, they could see something had changed inside of her. And I mean, that's what Jesus does to us. You know, when we have a true encounter with God, it changes us from that moment. And these people were realize that, wow, you know, there's something going on with this man. We need to go out and see for ourselves. And that is just, he, at that moment, he just wipes our entire past clean and people can see that change inside of us. Amen. And and I believe it, it, with the one with the issue with the, at the well, also Jesus was the seventh man. He made her complete. So when you he are completely right, and I did not get that before this. How fascinating. Say that. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm cutting up with shit. Oh. <laughs> no, we we're supposed to glean it off of each other. So that so I, so I just want to share that I also is that he is the seventh man. He completes. That is fascinating. When they, when she does go back to her village, they see the completeness in her. Yes and everyone else she had had dealt with uh she sold off pieces of herself and jesus complete as he does with all of us that's that's what he does and as the followers of christ we we are exactly where he's intended for us to be aren't we that is that is exactly right amen amen speak a little bit more on that for me if you don't mind sheena about us being where he wants us to be well So let me give you a little background here. Um, I grew up in church and, you know, periodically preachers would say, ask God to reveal your purpose and he'll show you what it is. But it doesn't always work exactly that way. You know, when I had asked God to show me what my purpose was, it was shielded from me and he just kept saying not yet. But at the end of 2017, my help crashed. Um, We literally had to cancel Christmas because I was so sick. We were supposed to be driving to Florida to go to Disney, but instead my kids woke up that year with a sick mom and no presents. The doctors didn't know what was wrong with me and I kept getting worse. Eventually my body was rejecting food and everything else. I was losing weight, jaundice, my heartbeat was irregular. I couldn't drive. I was literally dying. I ended up losing my job, the relationship I was in. My son was violent and out of control. And it was at this point, I was completely broken down to nothing. But that is where God needed me to be. I needed to be nothing because the life I had built up for myself wasn't built on a firm foundation. You know, I think it's important to remember that yes, we are where we are supposed to be, but we also have to listen to God when he tells us no, when he's trying to direct our lives. Um, You know, I kept putting things together. God would tell me no, and I would say, well, I can make it work. And when I think back over my life, I look at how many times I had built my life up saying I can make this work against what God told me to do. Right. And every single time it came crashing down. And until this point, when it finally got me to a point where I couldn't move, I was bedridden for months. That is when I finally was like, okay, God, what do you want from me? And that's when he showed me total surrender, you know, Sheena, and when we we're going to take a little small break and when we come back i want you to share with us what god what god shared with you 
you needed. Okay, sounds good. And so this is Dr. Adrienne Butler, and we're speaking with my guest tonight, uh, today, Sheena Holbrooks, uh, and she's written this 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 beautifully written book about the women in the Bible, uh, divine purposing for a powerful purpose. And she's going to come right back with you. You just heard her testimony, how sick she was on death's bed, her children lost her job and all. And she's going to share with us what God did with her calling, because there was a calling on her life. She's already acknowledged there was a calling on her life. And so God positioned her with purpose and had her to do what she's doing now. She's going to share with us how God got her where she is now. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler. We'll be right back with Sheena Holbrooks. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to foster to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. Stay tuned. And we're back. This is your host, Dr. Adrienne Butler. My God, we have uh, Sheena Holbrooks with us, and she is sharing with us her testimony and what led her to write this phenomenal book, Divine Purposing for a Powerful Purpose. Sheena, um, you were sharing with us how you had become so sick, you lost your job and everything. And so what was God doing to you? He was stretching you, but for what purpose? You know, I've been through a lot in my life. I was a heroin addict in my early 20s. I sobered up from that. Um, that's when I started going to church full time. And, but I still wasn't fully listening to God. You know, he was trying to direct my life, but I wasn't really giving my whole life over to him. I ended up in an abusive marriage. I came out of that with a PTSD diagnosis. Um, and that was all before I got sick. So it's been kind of one trial after another, but I didn't realize at the time why I was going through so much. It was because I wasn't listening. You know, God had a purpose for me and a plan, but I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to do. I got you. <laughs> God was trying to position me, um, but I wasn't really allowing it because I, I felt like I could do it better. Right, right. So when I finally got sick, I fully surrendered and it was at that point I was totally broken you know he got me down to a solid foundation you know there's a story in the Bible about you can't build a house on sand and that's essentially what I've been doing is trying to build my house up myself just making it work but I mean when I finally gave up and let God do it his way everything has fallen into place exactly how it is supposed to. And he has guided every step of this journey the past couple of years. And I just cannot believe how he has showed out in my life since I finally fully surrendered and allowed him to complete the purpose that he 
you know, gave me. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Sheena, I always say my, my former pastor and I've used this for years and uh, our first calling is preparation. That's the, the, the first thing God does is he, he prepares us. And sometimes where he prepares us uh, for the uh, prodigal son was in the, uh, the was in the pig pen with the hogs. Yes. Sometimes that's where he prepares us. And, and I, I truly believe that um, uh, as you do, that God calls us to progress. Um, in, in, your, in your book, you talked about Deborah. Uh, share with us a little bit about her because I, I feel like there's a little warrior in you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Deborah is hashtag goals. <laughs> you know, she is what I would aspire to be. Um, you know, she was a middle-aged woman before most of her calling came to pass, but God made sure she was prepared. She had everything she needed by the time um, she had to do what she was called to do. And And I know sometimes when we see the magnitude of the calling God has placed on our lives, when he finally shows it to us, it can be overwhelming. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I'm with you. Yes. But it is comforting to know that he's never going to send us out without having us prepared first. Amen. You know, he might get us out of our comfort zone a little bit, but he's not going to send us unprepared. And I want to correct you. It, it ain't going to be a little bit. <laughs> a lot of time it's a lot because if, if, if he's called you, if you, if we could do this ourselves, it, it, you know, we would, we would boast. But, um, I believe when you see how, um, wondrous his purpose is in us, you know, it's him. I, I'm looking at, at at your book, my life, and and some other great Christians' lives that I've seen, and we know it was nobody but God. And you just mentioned uh, in your testimony you were on heroin, and and here God took you, and and molded you into uh, you just got married into a, a super mom with with two wonderful kids, and and uh, your bachelor's degree, and all of these things have come about uh, once you surrender to God, but. You, you, you had to be in a, in, a, in a dark place or in a place in order for God to deal with you. Share with us a little bit if there's any uh, words of wisdom that you have about that process that God takes us through. Oh, it's going to be painful. <laughs> oh, man. That, you know, the Bible is full of stories of people who have done amazing things. But one thing they all have in common is struggle and trials. You know, a diamond, what is that saying about coal has to be pressed before it can become a diamond? Yes. Um, a grape has to be crushed before it can become wine. You know, all of these things take time and they take pressure. There's no growth in comfort. And unfortunately, <laughs> that means you're gonna struggle a little bit. Amen, amen. And, and, but you know, after, um, and I always say, thank God he can see on the other side, Shana, that what we see is limited to what we think our abilities are. But the beautiful thing is he made us. These women in the Bible that you're sharing with us, he made each and every one of them to do what he wanted them to, needed them to do. You know, um, I, I love Ruth. And in fact, I just did a, a piece on Ruth a, a few months back. Um, how she gleaned in the in the field, and she she received thirty 
fold and then she received the 60 fold but but that girl ended up getting a hundred fold because she married the owner of the field so, so. yes ruth i she was one of my favorite women to write about and i know she's actually one of the more common women but um i know people have said that proverbs 31 they believe is written about ruth well let me mother if you look and and i always uh, always want to take people through the whole pericope of of uh, of of uh, Proverbs 31, but Lemuel's mother wrote it. And the first thing that she, the first thing she told her son was not to give your strength to women. If you read all of 30, uh, uh, Proverbs 31. And I believe it wasn't that she wasn't talking about actual, a woman. I believe she was talking about your weaker nature, telling her son, don't give into your flesh. There, there's a strength to you that you shouldn't give into. And, and Ruth is, it, it Ruth was a bad girl. That's all I got to say. She was a bad girl. And, and speaking about Ruth being a bad girl, you have some bad girls that you wrote about that are bad in the real context instead of them being bad as in, you know, some bad mama jabba. So talk with yeah. those ladies. I did. I wrote about Potiphar's wife and Orpah. Orpah was actually Ruth's sister um, who turned her back on her and Naomi at the last minute. Right. I wrote about Potiphar's wife, and then of course there's Jezebel. Oh, I love Jezebel. <laughs> I love yes, everybody knows about Jezebel. Jezebel was a bad girl, though. If you think about it now, she she turned a kingdom. She turned a king. But I always say that, you know, uh, um, it shows the power. And I just want to say, as my wife will get on me later and say, "You talk too much." Uh, you're doing an interview, let her talk. But I just want to say this real quick. I always say that, you know. Uh, you ladies are, are are our queens. You are. And you can either raise up greatness or you can tear it down. In fact, the Bible even tells you that. And Jezebel and Esther are proof positive because here Esther built up a kingdom and saved a nation. Jezebel tried to destroy a nation. And so speak a little bit more about our girl Jezebel because she's something else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she was. But but like you said, you know, Jezebel, she was very talented. She was a natural leader. She was influential and she was born into power. You know, she knew how to talk to the crowds. Um, but if she had used the gifts the way they were intended, she could have been revered as another Deborah. But instead, she's, you know, an immoral religious persecutor who died a really gruesome and terrible death with no lineage whatsoever. There you go. Horrible death, didn't she? <laughs> it, it, you know, and, and the other side of that is, guys, and let me st stick a pin in this right here. I'm talking to those people that are listening that have no respect for clergy, okay? God says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Jezebel paid that price. Did she not, Sheena? She sure did. She and with gifts come responsibility, and we have to be very careful, um, be very aware of our influence and stayed humble to make sure we're using our gifts and talents properly. Amen, amen. Well, what are some of the other ladies, uh, some of those other bad girls, you know, uh, those Charlie's Angel types <laughs> that you had in, in, in your book that you talked about and share <laughs> about a few more of those? Um, I did write about Eve, of course. You know, I wrote about how, this is something that God showed me and I had never seen this before when, in, in regards to the story of Adam and Eve. You know, Eve, until she ate of the fruit, she didn't know what sin was. So the devil actually had to paint 
her eating the apple as the right thing to do. He was able in, to manipulate her into thinking that she was actually doing right. Right. Um, which was something I had never even noticed before. And it, it fascinated me because so many times we do things with good intentions. And I know that's kind of off base a little bit, but it was just like a really fascinating. No, you're right. You're, you're totally right. Go ahead. Tidbit that I had noticed in there, but we have to be really careful that our intentions are in line with God's will. Amen. Amen. And, and, I, and I just want to, if I could just rabbit trail on what you were talking about, Sheena, with Eve, is that, and, and, and I, I've taught this for years, I wanted to tear some of the misnomers down about Eve also. I know we, you have listed her as a bad girl, but I see even as, an, as another different type character, because here she is, she's a woman, she ends up birthing uh, in fact her name means mother of, of, of mother of all humanity um, but nothing after she ate the fruit keep in mind Sheena nothing happened the universe was the same and, and, and I'm saying this I'm going somewhere I'm saying this because when Adam ate it that's what got God's attention yes. we are married God sees us as one okay so when you said, you know, you're going to have to pay for it. But when we both sin, the whole household pays for it. Yes, exactly. Feel what I'm saying? So, so here it is, Eve, true enough, she, she was beguiled by, by the enemy. But the moment Adam ate, and I truly believe this, because God gave both of them the, uh, the, the command over there in Genesis 1, 26. It says that they both should have dominion it wasn't just adam's job it was adam and eve god gave it to because Eve was still adam and eve were one spirit so yes. women have gotten a bad rap and i'm saying and i'll stand on that and i'll i'll <laughs> challenge with any theologian that will say women brought uh humanity down and i'll tell you a lie they both uh came down together but this is the beautiful part sheena is that a tree may have a serpent uh, eating the fruit, having a, a woman, a beguiling woman to eat fruit off a tree. If we if we want to use that to say that uh, that was the inference of sin, isn't it so wonderful that it took a woman to carry the Holy Spirit to die on a tree? For and I believe that right there was kind of our um, our our way back from. You reversed the process. Yes. He reversed the process. If it took a woman to eat off of a tree, <laughs> amen, and, and bring sin into the world, it took a woman to carry the Holy Spirit to a tree. And bring sin out of the world. To kill sin, to put it under our feet. That's amazing. Sheena, this is such an awesome book. Look, guys, I want to encourage you to get Sheena's book. Uh, reach out to her. It is Divine Positioning for a Powerful Purpose. Sheena, how can they get in contact with you and how can they purchase your book? It is available. Um, they ran out of copies on Amazon, but it is available still through third-party sellers on Amazon. It's also available on, Westbow, on the Westbow Press website. Okay. And... They can also contact me personally 
on social media, Facebook or whatnot. And I can also get them a copy as well. Okay. Will you share with them um, your email? Is, is that way? I know you don't want to put your, your phone number out for the whole world because telemarketers will blow you up. But <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. your email or how they can get in contact with you? Because as you guys can see, Sheena has really, really done uh, a great job in researching uh, these women of the Bible on both ends. She didn't just come at, well, it was just Ruth. She came at also with Naomi and, and came also with Oprah. So you, so guys, uh, she knows what she's talking about. And there may be, uh, you may have a women's group, there may be a women's conference and you want to bring Shannon in to share uh, what God has placed in her. So could you give them your email as well? Is that okay? Sure. Uh, the email I am currently using is China, like the country, underscore 219 at yahoo.com. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So guys, get in contact with her. You, you can see that this this book is, is powerful. Um, and, and I want to encourage not just you ladies to read this book, but I want the men to, to read it also. I, I'm about breaking down barriers, guys, because I see again, God sees us as one spirit when he called Adam and Eve together. In fact, she didn't have a name until she sinned. <laughs> Just called a man and woman. <laughs> she was Adam <laughs> till, till they sinned. And so that shows the oneness that God wants us to have. He said, leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife, you know? So we're called to be one. And that's what God is trying to make us become one. So not just the, the ladies, but guys, get her book, read her book, Get to know about these these dynamic women in the Bible, and and, and what God has poured into Sheena. Uh, Sheena, as we are getting ready to go, do you have anything left that you want to share? I hope we've depleted everything you got for this moment, anyway. <laughs> yes, I will say that my husband did read it, and he was uh, blown away too. He's just—I had no idea. <laughs> Praise God. But he enjoyed it as well. But I just want to thank you for allowing me to speak with you tonight and share my testimony and my book with you. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful testimony. And, and Shana, thank you so much for being a part of A Moments of Grace. And again, uh, guys, get get her book. Reach out to her and and uh, have her in your churches, have her in your, your, your women's groups, and uh, even have her in your men's conference. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> sick and tired of us just making these men and women's conferences just gender neutral. We need to bring some ladies in to tell us men how we need to act. And we bring some ladies in to tell us how to treat y'all. <laughs> so so get her book, reach out to her. It, it has been such a pleasure having you with us here today, Gina. Sheena. Uh, and again, this is your host, Dr. Adrienne Butler. And, and remember, guys, love God, love life. We'll see you the next time on Moments of Grace. Hi, this is Pastor Monica again. Watch us on Lightstream Cable, Channel 82, and other channels on the Now Network every Tuesday morning, 5.30 a.m. Come on and get your morning coffee with Monica St. Hill and tell them.